Amen. Well, good morning, Shiloh. Oh, let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the praises of our King rise among us. Oh, let the songs of the Lord rise among us. Oh, we say, oh, let it rise. Oh, let it rise. Amen. Join in at home. Let the glory of the Lord, let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord rise. Let the praises, praises of our King, oh, rise among us. Let it rise. Lift your hands and let the glory of, let the glory of the Lord rise among us. probably feeling like throwing up our hands and 
giving up. But we must keep the faith. And that's our topic this morning. Keep the faith. We must keep the faith and encourage others to keep the faith as well. We often hear references from this uh, fourth chapter of 2 Corinthians during the times of celebrating those who have sojourned here and, and passed on to their new home. However, this morning, this passage gives me encouragement to keep the faith. And I pray that it will encourage all of us as well. You see, every born-again Christian needs to know that this Christian journey is not a, a journey of ease. It's not an easy road. Jesus said to us in John 16 and 33, in this world, uh, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. There are many of us who are experiencing the reality of a world suffering tribulation and affliction right now. COVID-19 is spreading like wildfire. We have incompetent leadership in the highest position in our country. There is injustice, hate, and bigotry. Many Christians have even aborted their faith. Ah, but I want to encourage us all this morning. There is hope, and there's only one hope, and that hope is in Jesus Christ. But we must keep the faith. Now, although faith is not mentioned explicitly in this, uh, these passages, we are certainly encouraged to keep the faith. Of course, we know that without faith, it is impossible to please God, but that those who come to him must believe that he is and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. Faith means that we are confident of what we hope for and convinced of what we do not see. This faith comes about uh, with a believing heart. I haven't seen heaven, but I believe and have no doubt that heaven is a real place because Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am there ye may be also. I have faith. The writer of our scripture is the Apostle Paul, and he's one who experienced many afflictions during his lifetime. He faced rejection from close friends as well as those in the church. He'd been severely beaten many times. He lived through perils in the city, in the wilderness, at sea, endured hunger, thirst, and many sleepless nights for the sake of the gospel. 
What enabled Paul to press on and maintain a victorious attitude through all his tribulations and afflictions is the same thing that will aid us as we go through ours. Paul kept the faith. When he encouraged the risen Lord, he encountered the risen Lord on the Damascus Road, he had a change of mind and of heart. His mind was renewed by his faith. That's why he later stated in Romans 12 and 2, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In order, my brothers and sisters, to function faithfully, we need transformed minds. Our key verse this morning, verse 18, admonishes us to look not at what can be seen. Now, this is a strange statement. We'll, uh, uh, but we must remember that this is the word of God. And we also know that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. This is found in 2 Timothy 3.16. But how do we look not at the murders of our young black men and women? How do we look not at the hate that we all saw in the eyes of the officer who held his knee on the neck of George Floyd. How do we look not at how easy it was to shoot an innocent father in the back who only was trying to get to his daughter's birthday celebration? How do we look not at discrimination, injustice, hate, lies? How do we look not when we experience the, the loss of our loved ones uh, uh, all through our lives? I'd like to suggest this morning that if we're, not, if we're going to look not, we must look for the unseen presence of God. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. David said in Psalms 139, 7 and 8, Where can I escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. Jesus said in Matthew 28 and 20, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. It's hard sometimes, my brothers and sisters, to fix our eyes on what is not seen and continue to see what we see. Well, how do we look for the unseen presence of God? We must spend more time, I would suggest, in prayer. We must ask God to open our eyes of understanding. 
uh, I reflect on a passage in the Old Testament, 2 Kings uh, 6 and 17. In this particular passage, Elijah prayed for his servant when he was overwhelmed by the enemy surrounding them. After Elijah prayed for his servant, he looked again, and his servant saw an army of God's angels. There and then there were more with them and for them than there was against them. So there is power in prayer. We must also praise the Lord. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Be thankful unto God and bless his holy name. Ah, be thankful. He has given us a, another day, an opportunity to proclaim Jesus to a lost and dying world. Paul reminds us in verse 7 of this, this, this chapter that we have a treasure in these earthen vessels uh, of ours. And, and, we, and when we remember his word and praise him, he enters in. He enters in. There's a song that we sing, something is bound to happen if we pray. We must worship him with others as well as sometimes just worshiping him all by ourselves. This helps us become more aware of God's presence. I believe somebody can testify that when you get all by yourself and you sing a little song and, and you pray and just focus on God, it makes a great dis a difference. I've heard recently that the Washington Redskins are about to change their name. I believe some, somebody's praying. It didn't just happen. Somebody is praying. The Mississippi flag has just been taken down. You know, it didn't just happen. There is power in prayer. Prayer ch changes things. As we look not at the things that are seen, we must look for the unseen presence of God. We must also look for God's unseen protection. We sing all the time, all day, all night. The angels keep watching over me. The name of our God is a strong tower, we sing. The righteous run into it, and we are, what, saved. Hallelujah. In perilous times like these, we need to see God's angels surrounding us, protecting us, and reminding us that God is mightier than any enemy we might face. You see, the battle is not ours. The battle is the Lord's. Hallelujah. When we take refuge under his wings, we can sometimes just experience his peace 
You know, he doesn't have to get up and do something miraculous for us all the time. Sometimes we can just feel the peaceful presence of our God. We don't have to go to the right. We don't have to go to the left. We don't have to look around. All we need to do is look unto Jesus. Hallelujah. As children of God, we can rest knowing that no matter what hardship we face, God is our shelter. God is our strong tower, and he is our protector. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Or as we look not at the things that are seen, we need to also look for God's unseen providence. Now, God's unseen providence refers to God's plans and his provision. God has planned this world and all that will occur from the beginning of time. The Bible tells us that we may make our plans, but God has the final say. And I love Jeremiah 29 and 11, where he says, I know the plans that I have for you, each and every one of us. God has a plan for us. Paul tells us in verse 17 that our light, slight, and momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond measure. If you just let me use, as some folk would say, my sanctified imagination, I believe that this eternal weight of glory is, is a reference to Ephesians 3 and 20. It says, for he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we might think or imagine according to the power at work in us. This is the eternal weight of glory phase of life reserved for us in our heavenly home. You see, in this world, our bodies are wrecked with pain and, 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 and we have a slew of illnesses, old age, cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, but the eternal weight of glory phase, in that phase, there is no sickness. There is no dying. Oh, no cancer. No high blood pressure in that eternal weight of glory that God has prepared for us. In this world, our loved ones pass on. Hmm? But in the eternal weight of glory, we are united with our loved ones who have gone on. I don't know whether we'll recognize them, but by faith we know that they are there. They'll be there, and we'll be there, and we'll all just have a good time in the Lord. Amen? In this world, 
as the scripture says, we have trials and tribulation, hate, killing. In the eternal weight of glory, there's endless love, peace, joy forever. Can you imagine? Of course, none of this is, is available to us now because we're still in this fallen world. Hmm. But most of all this morning, my sisters and my brother, the eternal weight of glory phase, in that phase, we get to see Jesus. We get to see Jesus. Have you seen him? You haven't seen him, but you shall see him. And the Bible tells us that when we see Jesus, we will be as he is. Hallelujah. When we see the precious Lamb of God, it will be in that eternal weight of glory that the Apostle Paul is speaking of. When we see Jesus, the precious Lamb of God, God's only begotten Son who came to this world and demonstrated and manifest our God to us. We will have an opportunity to see him in this eternal weight of glory. Hallelujah. Faith. Faith. With faith, we can conquer anything. Hallelujah. Jesus conquered the death, the grave, and got up on Sunday morning. Hallelujah. This eternal weight of glory is ours as we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen by our faith and through our faith. I was reflecting, and of course, George Floyd is fresh on all of our minds, but I was reflecting that at the moment of his transition, he called upon his mother. He called upon his mother, and I just believe in my spirit that at that moment, he could see his mother. He could see himself transforming to this place of this, 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 this glory that God has prepared for us that we just can't handle right now. It's too heavy for us right now. But by and by, when the morning comes, we shall all receive and participate in this, in this special weight of glory that he has prepared. Uh, 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 this morning, I, I, I was thinking that um, uh, 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 blacks, black men, women, children, have been treated as subhuman all of our lives. But we must remember as men and women of faith, above all else, that God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes on him should not perish. Hallelujah. We must be reminded of that great love and realize that when we stand before God in heaven, hallelujah, there will be no color, no color. There will be no color. No, will, no one will stand there because of the color of their skin, my brothers and sisters. When we stand there, we will have only one exalted position. Oh, there'll be no House of Representatives. There'll be no Senate. There'll be no president, governor, or mayor, city council. Oh, it'll be only one, and that will be Jesus. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess him, Jesus, the precious Lamb of God. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I will see Jesus. I'm thankful that Jesus came into my heart, that Jesus picked me up and turned me around and placed my feet on a solid ground. I thank you that I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. It's not easy, but I'm expecting that that weight of glory that he has prepared for those who love the Lord. We thank God this morning and we encourage us all to just keep the faith. We see what we see with the 2020 vision, but we must focus on the unseen that God wants us to focus on what he has done that will be manifest in this greater weight of glory that he is prepared for us. We give him the glory. We give him the praise. And we give him all of the honor. For without him, we can do nothing. And without him, we would fail. 